Warning, Spinning on Two Wheels contains language, themes, and references that are inappropriate for the ears of children, sensitive grandparents, and public forums. Headphone use is recommended. Hey y'all, I'm Peggy, the kick-ass knitter. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm yarned, a little dangerous, and definitely bad to the bone. Grab your knitting and throw open the throttle. It's time to kickstart this episode of Spinning on Two Wheels. Hey, y'all. Welcome, 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 all my lovely new listeners out there. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, all my wonderful returning listeners. This is episode 33 of Spinning on Two Wheels, and it's giving me a little bit of a moment because there are now more official episodes of this podcast than I have experienced years on this earth, and I... I don't know what to do with that, y'all. I don't know. Anyway, I know that I am saying welcome, welcome, welcome to real people, and I am not just ranting into the void because of all of the wonderful, lovely folks who joined the Ravelry group, including Marta Schmarta, Maliki Ranger, Carlac63, Hooking Girls, Hope Selena, and a very special shout out to Tracy Creations. Thanks, Tracy. Sorry it took me so long to say an official hello, but I am glad all y'all are here and I appreciate all y'all coming back. This is my second attempt to record this episode because I was interrupted by neighbors having their pool drained. Um, And I may or may not have shared (laughs) a little bit of knowledge from my experience as a pool operator on how to winterize your backyard pool and why you don't need to pay money to have someone come drain your pool for you. That might might be put up in the outtakes from this episode, which are available for free on the show's Patreon. Anyway, today's episode is being recorded on Thursday, October 20th, 2022, and will include a Life on the Road update, fashionably riding, open throttle, and a stalled out moment or two, or three, upper limit four, max. Anyway, punch into gear and let's roll on. Everyone knows that life can make for a bumpy ride. When it gets tough or impacts the show, I want to let you know. So, whether it's a detour, rest stop, or unplanned off-roading, let's have a little chat about life on the road. Husbando and I were able to visit friends in South Carolina last weekend. Yay! We went to the state fair, which was fun. Fair food, always good. Got to check out all the beautiful knitting and crochet that people submitted for that. And then we, as a group, headed down to Savannah, Georgia together for like a meetup and some good 
touristy fun. And that means that I got some sock knitting done on the card ride down to South Carolina. I raised some questions about the gauge and fit on the car ride to Georgia. And then finally, continue the new tradition of fixing knitting on the long trip home. But that is another segment. I was also privileged to finally give the completed wingspan to its recipient in person, as both the lady and the shawl in question deserve. And she was kind enough to model the shawl for me. So there are pictures on the Instagram and on the website. I am also recording uh, a day or two late from my normal recording weekly kind of self-imposed schedule because yesterday, the 19th of October, 2022, my older sister has set off to live abroad for kind of forever. So yeah, I took yesterday off for that. No regrets. While riding gear is important, wearing handmade gear is more fun. Riding while fashionable is the best way to show your colors and show off your skills. This is how I've been fashionably riding through life. Since fall is here, or autumn if you prefer, it's time for some hand knits on your body. Yeah. I've been wearing some, I guess I call them spooky socks. The pattern and yarn for which are sadly lost to time, or at least lost to an external hard drive that I can no longer turn on. But they're comfy. And also a really good lesson on why one should make socks two at a time. Because the toe boxes are completely different sizes, and uh, one of them fits really tight around the ankle. Because the leg of the sock involves some color work to make some spooky, spooky skulls. And on one of them, it's really fucking tight. <laughs> but I made these years ago, so... Ah, it still slips on my foot. And the rest of that adventure is a different segment. But also, on cool mornings and evenings, I toss on my luxurious View from the Charles shawl, a pattern by Boston Jen of the Down Cellar Studio podcast that I made from a silk gradient kit in warm reds, oranges, and yellows. I won that pattern as a giveaway at least five years ago. Maybe four? A while. It's been a while. But I still put it on. And that means we can cruise right along to the next segment. But first, this message. At the onset of Shelter in Place, crafters answered the call. The time had come to use that special yarn in the stash. But sadly, there wasn't enough to last. But with your help, a crafter can stay sane. With your generous pledge of just $5 a month, you can change a crafter's life. Please consider pledging at patreon.com 
slash two wheels podcast. Broke Crafters of Central Maryland is not a real charity. Broke Crafters of Central Maryland is not a real business. Pledges made at the provided link go solely to support Spinning on Two Wheels and its creators. This is Open Throttle, getting you up to speed on my current projects. And we're back. And that means it's time to talk about Operation Sock Drawer. What? What? As I mentioned at the top of the episode... I had a wonderful opportunity to work on the Funhouse Socks from Operation Sock Drawer. What, what? This is the fifth project of my work through of the book Operation Sock Drawer by the Knitmore Girls, who are the marvelous hosts of a fantastic audio podcast. If you haven't heard them yet, you should. That was just free advertising. I don't know why. I give them free advertising every episode. Whatever. I love them. They have no idea I exist, which is fine and right and probably as it should be. The beautiful and intricate pattern is Funhouse by Lisa K. Ross. And I am making it with the yarns Sourdough Sock in the colorway Marshmallow, a scrum diddly umptious white from Kim Dye's yarn, and Sprout Sock, in the colorway Island Sky by the Fiber Seed. And I have now finished the first mm, 40 rows of colorwork of the first sock. No luck at this time for locating and or obtaining a circular needle in the size needed to make these two at a time. No worries. If that happens, I'll keep y'all posted. Hmm. This is future Peggy cutting in. Future from when these show notes, when my speaking notes were written. So I said I'd keep y'all posted. I do, in fact, possess many circular needles of the size I need for this colorwork section of Funhouse. But that's another segment. And I am also excited to share, as part of Open Throttle, that the Bobby sweaters and onesie and all of the little woolen bits of the layout for the stylist are now blocking which means that the layette is almost ready to send to the stylist. And I hope she loves it. Okay, I'm going to roll on to the next segment after this quick break. Howdy, this is Knitting Daddy Greg. This episode of Spinning on Two Wheels is brought to you by Standard Time. Standard Time is the way time is intended to be. The sun is nearest its highest point midday at noon, not at 1 p.m. We're not sending our children out to wait at bus stops when it's dark and dangerous in the morning. Daylight saving time steals an hour from you every spring. Standard time. It's about time. Oh yeah, we're here. Motorcycles choke out. Yarn makes tangles. 
Sometimes you have to drop out of gear, restart the engine, and figure out what the hell happened before you get back on the road. Welcome to Stalled. Buckle up, folks. It's gonna be a long one. Or if you are, in fact, riding a motorcycle, don't buckle up. Why would you strap yourself to 500 pounds of moving motorcycle? Don't do that. Don't do that. But I need to stop putting off this stalled. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody, hold on to your butts. Because I... I had a few. Many. Lots. Oh, any other Terry Pratchett fans? Let's troll count how many fucking stallouts I've got for this episode. One, two, many, lots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of them were on the Funhouse socks since I last, you know, got behind the microphone. And part of that is, huh, I need to stop. I need to stop pausing this sock and, like, putting it down like we knitters do. Crocheters and other crafters, do y'all do this? I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty sure you do. I have witnessed it, so I know it's to be true. But you know when you, like, stop working on something in the middle of a row or round? Yeah, I need to stop doing that on these socks because whenever I do, this happens. I inevitably forget what row I'm supposed to be knitting when I pick the sock back up and I end up making a couple of rows in the wrong place. And then I have to take them off and try again. And again. And sometimes a third time. Mm. This time, however, I managed to only knit the wrong rows over, like, one-third of the total sock? It became, like, a panel of weird fucking color work. Annoying, but not impossible to carefully re-knit. Record scratch. Sure thing. You got it. Hey! This is future Peggy again, who had to edit a whole bunch of these speaking notes with all of the shit. And I said we'd get here at the top of the show. Well, here we are. <laughs> Since writing these notes, some, some pretty fucking significant things happened to this project. Ugh. And it all started because I wanted to try on the sock to see if I liked the length. And I couldn't get the thing around my foot. I have spoken before about the struggles of wide fucking feet, but let me reiterate. Fucking hell. Adorable and classy shoes for office wear, vintage dressing, or just because? Not on your fucking life. Or at least, not on my fucking feet. I am bombarded with endless fashion blogs and listicles showing the elongating effect of a pointed toe box or how sleek and elegant I could look. And who doesn't want to be sleek and elegant, at least sometimes? 
But I know, I know, through painful trial and error, that I cannot fit three toes into pointed toe heels. And since I am not one of Cinderella's stepsisters, I refuse to cause permanent physical harm to my body for the sake of shoes. But I might do it for cute knitted socks. No, on second thought, nah. So what is one to do while vaguely motion sick in the back of a Toyota 4Runner heading down to Savannah, Georgia for a weekend of good touristy fun with no other knitting project on the needles. I decided to put my knitting down and enjoy my weekend so I wouldn't make any rash decisions. I still carried it everywhere, though. And on the car ride back to South Carolina, I made a terrible discovery. A direction in the pattern that I missed before. At the beginning of the color work, I was supposed to change to a larger needle size. Fuck. And that... That explains a lot. That explains... Uh... A lot. So, in what is clearly becoming a kick-ass knitter family vacation tradition, I engaged in some serious knitting surgery on the car ride home. Mm-hmm. Between Savannah and South Carolina, I frogged the whole thing. Right down to the cuff. And spent at least 90 subsequent minutes untangling the yarn myself, an innocent college sophomore who just happened to get caught up in the yarn blast zone, and the entire backseat of the Toyota. And between South Carolina and Maryland, I spent the car ride furiously trying to catch up to where I had been before my terrible discovery. And I almost made it, too. But at least Husbando didn't have to drive the entire time again. So it seems fitting that on a trip to the South Carolina State Fair, I have multiple issues with my funhouse sock, I guess. Ugh. It would be nice to be able to go and visit this friend and not have to completely remake whatever knitting project I've been working on. Hasn't happened yet, but we'll see. And one more confession. As I was soaking the campus onesie and baby cardi to wet block them, I noticed some fairly significant color bleeding from the Vitalana by Knit Crate Celestial. At first, the runoff seemed like 
a little cloudy. And I'm still not sure what the hell that means. Mm, but then, but then, the orange dye started to bleed too. And that is not a happy sight. Especially because this was the day before we left to drive down to South Carolina. The morning of which, my older sister, who was in the U.S. at that time, had scheduled her belongings and, like, furniture to be picked up out of my house. We talked about the scheduling. It wasn't the first plan. It wasn't ideal, but it was fine. It does, however, mean that I had zero time, energy, or effort to spare to yarn that is deciding to hemorrhage dye all over my kitchen fucking sink. Now, the best case scenario for dye bleeding is a hemorrhage of excess dye that doesn't actually impact the dyes and colorants adhered to the fibers themselves. The worst case is the dye wasn't fully fixed to the protein fibers of the yarn, and the dye just siphons off the fibers like it's being hit by a vampire that just discovered a human smorgasbord. Or, I don't know, milkshake or something sucky. I tried to come up with a better analogy for that. I I couldn't. I couldn't. Thankfully, after a few more gentle rinses, I noticed that the color of the yarn wasn't fading. So this, this particular yarn bleeding, was just excess dye. And cue the sigh of relief. And that brings us to the end of the road. Thanks for riding with me. The music welling up is Organ Rock, Classic Hard Rock by Julius H. And is used under a common license audio and emotional support by my brother Larry. Hi everybody. You can find more of his work nowhere because he is an enthusiastic amateur. Show notes along with images, links to all of the places to find and support the show, as well as everything else can be found on the website twowheelspodcast.com. Don't forget to join the Ravelry and Facebook groups and check out the Instagram at the Kickass Knitter. If you liked the episode, show some support. All pledges made on Patreon and Ko-fi support the show directly by covering the costs of things like platform fees. Supporters will also have access to episodes a little early, behind-the-scenes content, and the monthly video chat. If you would like to support the show in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. The next best thing is to leave a five-star review for the podcast. Leaving a positive review helps new people find the show. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, I'm revving for you. We're all in this together. Keep your wheels on the road. To the bone.